A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms, to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. The psalm appointed for this morning is Psalm 71, verses 1 through 6, to be found beginning on page 3 in your worship leaflet. If you would please stand and sing. Please be seated. Through the sacrifice of Jesus, we are God's beloved children, but we must heed Christ's word if we are to inherit the heavenly kingdom. A reading from the, lesser, a reading from the lesson to the Hebrews. You have not come to something that can be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom, and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet, and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that not another word be spoken to them for they could not endure the order that was given. If even an animal touches the mountain, it shall be stoned to death. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See that you do not refuse the one who is speaking, for if they did not escape when they refused the one who warned them on earth, how much less will we escape if we reject the one who warns from heaven? At that time his voice shook the earth, 
but now he has promised, yet once more will I shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of what is shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us give thanks, by which we offer to God an acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for indeed our God is a consuming fire. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And just, the, just then, there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites, does not each one of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? <clears throat> when he had said this, all his opponents were put to shame, and the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. The adults will please be seated and our children please come forward, or the young at heart. Now we're just going to stand up today. It's hard for me to get down and then get back up, and I don't want you all to have to help me. Who can guess what I might be going to talk about today? I want someone to take a guess. Dare, come on, what might I be talking about? Be observant. What about it? It's green. Well, I have on green socks too. I might be talking about green socks. Why didn't you mention green socks? You couldn't see them. What if you had seen them? Which would you have said something about? Why? It's what? It's more unusual, thank you. It's different. Green socks, nothing really to talk about. But green hair, something you might talk about. Now you all may not know this, but years and years ago there was a movie made called The Boy with the Green Hair. How many of you all folks remember that? Out there, raise your hand. You have to be older to remember that movie. Some of you old folks, you certainly remember it. Yes. One of the first Technicolor movies that came out. It was about a boy who woke up one day and had green hair. And he was shocked at first when he saw himself in the mirror. He tried to cover it up with a cap. That didn't work because some hung up the bottom. 
Tried to wash it out. That didn't work. Stayed green, bright green, a lot greener than mine. Sort of like Phyllis's blouse there. Real green. Real bright green. So he went on and decided, well, I'll just go out and be me. Well, he's a real good boy, like you. And folks really liked him. But boy, when he went out and people saw him with the green hair, they looked at him like, that's weird. And the whole town noticed it and sort of treated him differently. They wouldn't get near him because it's different. They didn't, they didn't like the green hair. They liked him, but not the green hair. Was he same, the, per, the same person? Just different, just different color hair, that's all. And they didn't like the green hair so much that they, they gathered a petition of townspeople to have his grandfather make him cut off that green hair. And it got so bad that the grandfather finally made him go to the barber and get his hair cut off. And he was very sad because they, the, his grandfather and the town people couldn't see that it was still him. Just green hair difference. Not a whole lot of difference at all. So they made him shave it off. I think that's sort of the way the story went. Now, Jesus didn't have green hair. Did he? No. But at first, people really liked what he said and did. Today in our gospel, he made a woman well who'd been crippled for 18 years. And boy, some of them didn't like it, but some of them did, and a lot of them thought it was wonderful. He healed once, he healed a man that had been born blind, an older man. And they said, never before have we seen anything like this. And he taught with wonderful words. And the people were just amazed at everything that he said and did. One time he fed 5,000 people with just a few loaves of bread and a few fish. They really were amazed at that. They thought he was just wonderful. But then he got a little bit different. Sort of green-haired different, if you will. Still him, the one whom they had liked, but he began to say and do some things that were a little bit different. Yes. Okay. Well, that's good that you weren't scared. Yes. Some people got scared of Jesus. He said some things that they didn't like, and he did some things they didn't like. In our gospel today, he made a woman well on the Sunday, what, they, what we call Sunday, the Sabbath. And the head honcho, sort of like Father Dan said, he shouldn't do that today, he could do that tomorrow, any other day of the week. That's work. You can't do work on Sabbath. That was one thing he did. Another time, he, Jesus and his disciples were hungry, and they went out in the field and plucked grain. That's work. Why do you do that? That's not keeping God's laws. And he did so many things that they thought were sort of different and strange, they began not to like him at all, especially some of the religious folks, like the priests and the bishops and so forth. He said, you're like a bag of old dead bones, or like a brood of poisonous snakes. Just not anything to you at all, or you just take the life out of everybody. 
So he said some things that folks didn't like. It was still him, and it would all turn out okay, and that's another story for another day. But it was sort of like the boy with the green hair. They liked him, but they didn't like his green hair. They liked Jesus, but they began to not like what he said and did. Thank you guys for noticing today. A plus, 100% A-OK. Thank you. Gosh, I hope this washes out before I go to Deerberg's and work today. <laughs> We're in the green, though, so it would be OK, I think. Sabbath is a day set apart for God. We're to call the Sabbath day a day of delight, a holy day, a day in which we honor God. And you heard in our gospel, Jesus does the unthinkable on this day. Unthinkable according to the religious practice of his day. He worked on the Sabbath. Of course, he was not putting his own interests first in that. He was not going out and doing his own thing in his own... Well, he sort of was doing his own thing in his own way. But he healed that woman who had been crippled for 18 years. The woman, if you remember, did not approach him. He approached her. And that day, women and men were separate in the synagogue. Women behind screens so they weren't visible. Not on one side or the other as I've seen in some uh, European churches, just separate, behind screens and so forth. He said to her, Woman, come here. You are set free from your ailment. And then he laid hands on her, and immediately the gospel writer says, not in two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, next week, but immediately she was healed and did what? What would you have done? She praised God. Thank you. That's the key. She was keeping Sabbath in an appropriate way. He was keeping Sabbath in an appropriate way. What a way to honor God. To heal a woman who had been infirm for 18 years, for her to begin to praise God in a way that she hadn't been able to before. Think of being bent over for 18 years years. You couldn't look up. You couldn't look anybody in the face. It was a social barrier to some degrees. Not that she was unclean, though they thought of illness as certainly something you've done or God wouldn't have done this to you, but still a kind of social barrier. The leader of the synagogue moaned to the crowd, not to Jesus, but to the crowd. He could have done this on Monday. Same, same effects, same wonder, and the Sabbath would have been not violated. Jesus gives a wonderful analogy. Each of you unties your donkey or your ox on this day, leads it from the manger and gives it water, if you can do that on the Sabbath and that's not considered work, why cannot heal this woman, this daughter of Abraham, on the Sabbath? His point, if you think oxen and donkeys are important, 
Why not this sister of yours, this daughter of Abraham? In honoring this woman, Jesus honored God. And she returned the honor by praising God for what had been done. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. How can we keep our Sabbath day holy? We are in this holy place of God on this day, readying ourselves to receive God's board. That's the starting place, the starting point for keeping a holy Sabbath. But I'm going to make some suggestions this morning which may help us to move deeper into a holy Sabbath. First, remember. Remember that Sabbath time is holy time because God chooses to be with us on this day, this particular day, in this particular place to encounter us. Remember. Next, focus. Our focus is not to be on all the things that swirl around us during the week, but upon God, who is revealing to us something of our relationship to God and God's relationship to us. Focus. Then, confess. When you and I come into this place carrying our everyday prejudices, prejudices and peeves and irritations and frustrations and resentments, and we should do so, we come into this place carrying those, then we should confess them quickly. That's why our confession comes early in our service of worship in the first half not the last half. Confess these things which cripple us beyond what crippled that woman for 18 years. The purpose of Sabbath is for us to be free to praise God and to confess these things and receive absolution and forgiveness frees us to worship God. So confess. Remember, focus, confess. Next, practice. Learn to access joy and godly peace in our worship, in our common union, communion. Joy and peace is to be recognized, received, and shared. But it takes practice. Allow. Allow what happens in Advent Church on this day and in our worship to spill over into the rest of the day and the rest of the week to inform and shape you and your thoughts and your words and deeds. Allow. Expect. Each week as you anticipate the Sabbath in the upcoming week, Expect more. 
expect more to be revealed to you, more to be given to you, more to be given away. Be changed. From Sabbath to Sabbath, let you yourself, and it's a matter of choice, be changed by God. You don't come to this altar to receive the bread of heaven and the cup of salvation with clenched fist and folded arms. You come with your hands open and your arms extended. That's the posture of willing change. We presume to come to this table for pardon only and not for renewal. We presume to come to this table for solace only and not for strength. Remember, focus, confess, allow, expect, be changed. I could go on and on this morning, but I'm not going to. I want you to fill in the blank as to what else makes Sabbath day holy, truly holy for you. What cripples you right now in these moments of Sabbath time? What would you let God change in you? You think you are not worthy? You think you're not good enough? Why, you are a daughter of God and a son of God, far and more important and more loved by God than an ox or a donkey needing water on the Sabbath day or needing to be helped out of a ditch. See what love the Father has for you, that you, you yourself, are called daughter, are called son. And so you are.